Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, December 7th. Coming up, Johnson County teenagers who've been part of an effort to talk more openly about mental health and suicide say it's working. We talk a lot about the successes that we've had. We have had some criticisms, people telling us that this isn't an important topic to discuss. It is not a waste of time in any way, shape or form. It is literally life-saving. Plus, families in Independence are worried about a lack of transparency in their school board, especially as it considers transitioning to a four-day school week. It's a district that in many ways just kind of operates in the shadows. But first, some headlines. Twelve former leaders of Missouri library systems are criticizing a proposal from Missouri Secretary of State John Ashcroft. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV explains the plan would require libraries receiving state funds to create and enforce rules around the age appropriateness of materials. In a letter sent to Ashcroft's office last week, the group wrote that, quote, the rule is not necessary and could be very costly to implement, unquote. The group included representatives from both rural and urban Missouri library systems. They said that all well-managed libraries in the state have policies addressing the age appropriateness of materials already. Those policies are generally approved by each library's board of commissioners and are easily requested or accessed online, the letter said. The group also called the proposed requirements redundant. Kansas lawmakers are moving ahead with a plan to legalize medical marijuana, but Republican leaders have no interest in pursuing recreational marijuana, even as Missouri prepares to do so. Blaze Mesa of the Kansas News Service reports. A medical marijuana committee in the Kansas State House is meeting this week for the first time since Missouri voters passed recreational marijuana through a ballot initiative. Senator Rob Olson, the Republican chair of that committee, says cannabis for medical purposes is all that's possible right now. Recreational marijuana is still too divisive. It won't pass. I'm just trying to do what I believe what the people want, and they might want recreational, but getting it passed, I don't see a way of doing that. Olson says there are still dozens of questions to work out with proposed medical marijuana legislation, including issues like tax revenue and concerns from police. Kansas City can't keep up with growing demand for homeless shelters as the weather gets colder. KCUR's Carlos Moreno reports space is especially scarce for unhoused women and families. Kansas City lists around 30 emergency spaces available to women or families, but over the state line, Wyandotte County has no dedicated beds, and the sole refuge in Johnson County only accepts adults, no children. Terry Megley at City Union Mission says that shelters are struggling to find qualified staff to help survivors of violence or domestic abuse. That's really the challenges that the single women and single moms come in with more trauma. As part of Kansas City's extreme weather plan, unhoused women or families can seek shelter at City Union Mission, True Light Family Resource Center, and Restart. We'll be back after this. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. 
NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Four years after Johnson County school superintendents started a program to prevent teen suicides, students say it's actually helping. KCUR's Laura Ziegler reports. Chad Harrell was a popular athlete, a good student, and a rising senior at Blue Valley North High School in the summer of 2017. But one night, he came home late, so his parents grounded him. His mother, Sylvia Harrell, checked on him before she went to bed. She found him dead in his room. He'd taken his own life. I spoke with Sylvia and her husband, Nathan, back in 2018. Had I had any inkling, this would not have happened. We, we were blindsided because Chad Harold he didn't make bad decisions. And one bad decision he made is horrific. Chad Harold's death was one of five deaths in the Blue Valley District that year, part of a trend that saw teen suicides across Johnson County almost double in 2018. At a meeting with fellow school district leaders, then-Blue Valley Superintendent Todd White proposed a suicide prevention program. The next year, they launched Zero Reasons Why in six different districts. I met 18-year-old Misha Raichura, a senior at Blue Valley West at a coffee shop where kids meet up to do their homework. She's a leader of a so-called teen council, the core of Zero Reasons Why, where students hang out and talk with each other about what's going on in their lives. Rachura said they've learned to listen for the language that suggests a kid is at risk. Usually they wouldn't use the words depressed or take my own life. It would be more like, I'm so done with this, I'm going to end everything. Or thank you for being a good friend while it lasted. Along with the teen councils, Zero Reasons Why sponsors days with blank banners where kids can walk by and scribble something about problems with parents or anonymously ask for advice. There are days in the school where everyone wears a Zero Reasons Why t-shirt to raise awareness about teen mental health. She's got the message down about destigmatizing mental health, but sometimes the conversations don't always go as planned. When her friend confided she was considering suicide, Rachura told an adult. And so it did happen a couple of times where this person started feeling betrayed and they didn't want to talk to me about how they were feeling anymore, which left them completely alone. You know, in the back of my mind always made me feel like, did I do something wrong by telling an adult? Nationally, suicide is still the third leading cause of death for youth and young adults. It's the second leading cause of death for kids between 10 and 14. Raichura said part of the problem is a lack of trained professionals and resources to educate adults. 17-year-old Rahul Chavali, a senior at Blue Valley North, found himself unmotivated and distracted as the COVID lockdown continued. He couldn't articulate what was happening, but heard his peers talk about similar anxiety. The conversations helped him talk to his parents, who'd come from a small village in India. In their mind, it was always about working to get to a better place. The shift is like, there's still problems that you can encounter, and there's still ways that you can help your own mental health. Ava Shropshire, also 17, recently moved to Overland Park from Texas. Homeschooled, she said stories posted on social media by others participating in Zero Reasons Why gave her a sense of community while adjusting to a new place. I'm not the only one going through this. I'm not weird or crazy. I can see a story and it's like, oh, I needed that today. I needed to have the reminder that I am not alone. Over the past four years, Zero Reasons Why has expanded with chapters in Jackson County, Missouri, Sedgwick County, and a four-county area 
in central Kansas. At Hoisington High in Barton County, Kansas, population roughly 2,500, Kinley Crowdy said before Zero Reasons Why she'd never reveal her struggles with depression. Because I know that I looked like I had it all together. Everybody else looked like they had it all together. She said kids are opening up more now. We talk a lot about the successes that we've had. We have had some criticisms, people telling us that this isn't an important topic to discuss, that we should move on and find something else to figure out. It is not a waste of time in any way, shape, or form. It is literally life-saving. Statistics on suicide prevention are hard to capture. If something doesn't happen, there aren't any numbers to reflect it. But Johnson County officials say 14 suicides this year are down from nine four years ago. Maybe more telling, crisis line calls are up by 125 percent, meaning more people are calling to ask for help. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Laura Ziegler. If you or someone you know is in crisis, you can call or text the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 988 or chat with someone online at 988lifeline.org slash chat. Families of students in the Independent School District have been frustrated by what they call a lack of transparency from their school board. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports those concerns are bubbling over as Independence considers switching it to a four-day school week. For almost five months, Arthur Smith has been a regular fixture at independent school board meetings. In June, the school board voted to remove the book Cats vs. Robots, that described a non-binary person, from its elementary school libraries. As the parent of a non-binary child, Arthur decided he needed to speak up. Such a lovely little bit of prose describing kids like mine needs to be removed. It's hard not to feel like kids like mine are not welcome here. But speaking at board meetings looks different now for parents. The Independent School Board is now enforcing a policy that requires speakers to choose a specific agenda item that they want to address. Smith says that's a problem. Under this new policy, I would not even have been allowed to speak because the banning of cats versus robots had already happened at the June board meeting. It wasn't on the agenda for the July board meeting. This newly enforced policy is just the latest move by the Independence Board of Education that has families concerned about a lack of transparency. And it's adding stress as the district weighs switching to a four-day school week. It's a district that in many ways just kind of operates in the shadows, where if information is available publicly, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops to be able to actually find that information. Independence board meetings aren't streamed or recorded. So if you want to find any information on the school board, you'll have to go to a Facebook page called Independence Missouri Education News and Information. The page shows the latest district updates, information on the four-day school week, and recordings of public comments at board meetings. I and others have been asking for change for nearly two years. While what I've listed above here is a start, I'm here to ask you to do more. That's Wendy Baird, the creator of the Facebook page. She started the page after she had her own problems finding out how to address the board when her child struggled with the switch to virtual learning during the pandemic. Speaking them to them in public session was hard. Finding out what was going to be addressed in the meetings was hard. Uh, what is released to the public is minimal. The agendas are so, so basic and they really don't tell you anything. I started the page because I wanted us to be better. According to the Missouri School Board Association, Districts don't have to stream or record meetings or even hold a public comment session. Kelly Hopkins is the group's associate executive director. She says for some districts, 
Public comment is a way to build relationships with their community. In some districts, however, it is just a time when people are talking about things they haven't thought out well, and there's often subjects that the board is not prepared to discuss that night. Other Kansas City area school districts may ask residents to keep their comments to policy or district matters, but they don't specify that they have to stick to agenda items. Nearly all districts also record and stream their meetings. A new Missouri law would create a process for residents to place an item on the agenda. But it would also allow a school district to require residents to meet with the superintendent first to resolve their issue. I think it is going to help guide the discussion to more meaningful engagements with the board, as opposed to just standing up and speaking your piece and sitting down. Some families are still wary about the changes to board policy, like parent Arthur Smith. He's worried people won't get the chance to speak as the district considers changing to a four-day school week. With nearly 14,000 students, Independence would be the largest district in the state to make the switch. But if it's not on the agenda, you would not be allowed to speak about it, even if it's very topical in the district, even if it's a huge thing that obviously is looming before us, uh, unless it's specifically on the agenda of that board meeting, no public comment. The board's next meeting is December 13th. If the four-day school week is on the agenda, residents can sign up to share their thoughts. But if not, the board's policy won't let them. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Jody Fortino. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Laura's story about teen suicide prevention and Jody's story about the independent school board, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear why a plan to create more affordable housing in Prairie Village is so controversial. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.